0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to uh, the podcast of ITM, Meet the Lecturers, a new initiative. And it's meant to introduce the staff members to you, the audience. Perhaps you are a current student. Perhaps you are considering studying with us, or maybe you studied with us, and you would like to hear more about how we're doing and how Leeward is doing. So today, I would like to introduce you uh, to my colleagues, Sandra and Martina. They have joined me today for a lovely chat. Uh, And we hope you will enjoy it. Um, So let's start. Um, First, I would like to introduce Sandra, the colleague. Well, you cannot see it to my left. (laughs) But please, Sandra, introduce (laughs) yourself.
1: So Hello, everyone. So my name is Sandra. uh, And I'm actually the AD coordinator within the study. Um, I have been doing that for about two to three years now, by now. Um, which means that AD students know, know me quite well, so they can come to me with questions. Um, when there are issues, I help them out, but also I try to make the study as structured and yeah, as good as possible for them. Um, before I actually became a lecturer at tourism management, I was a researcher at Etsy, so I have some experience with doing research topics. Uh, for, for example, government organizations or tourism entrepreneurs. Um, Now, actually, I teach as well. So besides being an AD coordinator, I also teach in the second year at this moment and also in the third year, So, also related to research projects. So I'm still busy with doing research even now. Um, Yeah, and I'm also a study coach. uh, So I have many tasks within the tourism management team.
0: So it's a lot of task indeed. Just for uh, clarification, the AD program takes place in Leorde and in Emmen.
1: Yes, so in both locations, Emmen and Leawarden. Yes, and in Emmen we have one group and in Leawarden we have a bit more students as well. Yeah.
0: Okay, and for those who are already interested in this program, this is partially in Dutch and partially in English, isn't it?
1: Yes, so the first year of the AD study is in Dutch. So um, the students can get used to the program a bit, can get used to English before they actually have to uh, do everything in English in the second year. So.
0: Okay. Wonderful. We'll get back to you later on. Yeah. And for those truly interested in the AD program, we hope to provide a podcast with two of the former AD students as well. Uh, so stay tuned for this episode. Go to my right, Martina, welcome. Thank you for joining as well.
2: Thank you for Please inviting introduce me. Yourself. <laughs> Yes, so I'm uh, Martina, and uh, um, I actually teach languages mostly within uh, the bachelor and, uh, well, the bachelor program. So uh, I teach English uh, for the first years, uh, which is now called the communications uh, program. And for second year students, um, I also teach Spanish. Uh, like uh, Sandra, I'm also a study coach and I also am a, I'm also a thesis supervisor for fourth year students. So uh, also yeah many different uh, tasks that I uh, do for tourism management.
0: That keeps work interesting, I would say. Exactly. Um, just stick with you for a moment. When talking about Spanish, um, what, what should students how, what, what can they expect when starting studying this language?
2: Well, I usually teach beginners. We also have an intermediate group. So if students already have uh, some prior knowledge of uh, Spanish, maybe uh, because they had classes in high school, or maybe because. They follow the course, then they could actually uh, join intermediate. Uh, I like I said, I mostly do beginners, so we really start from scratch. We really um, start with uh, basic things like "hola," "adios," "gracias," (laughs) things like that. Probably words that you all uh, uh, know already a little bit. And then uh, by the end of the year, we well, we learn different things, maybe how to order food in a restaurant or how to uh, describe people, um, how to uh, talk about uh, your holiday, what you did and things like that. So those are some of the topics that um, yeah we touch upon in uh, the, the Spanish year.
0: Sounds wonderful. And when it comes to the advanced group, because I believe there's also an advanced group, isn't it?
2: Well, it, it used to be called advanced, but we now change that name to intermediate because advanced really sort of suggests that it's like a C1 level, and it's not. It's, it's a B1, B2 level, so intermediate seems like the appropriate term for that. So actually, that's just what I discussed before. Uh, so it's not like we have three levels. It's not beginners, intermediate, and advanced. It just is beginners and intermediate, which before we called advanced, but that was not really the right term.
0: But I do believe you have in this group uh, more students who have already, for example, worked in a Spanish-speaking country or so.
2: For example, yes. Uh, Some students come in with a really high level um, uh, having worked maybe or, or studied uh, in a Spanish-speaking uh, country. And uh, obviously the, the, the things we learn there are a bit more geared toward um, the tourism industry as well. In the beginners, it's not so much, it's more a bit generic uh, Spanish, but the intermediate program is also geared much more to uh, yeah tourism, uh, reading, for example, tourism-related articles and uh, writing and, and speaking about those.
0: OK, sounds very interesting. Thank you. Uh, going to Sandra for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, when thinking about the AD program, how would you shortly explain how, how would you yeah define this program? Because I can imagine some people might wonder, hey, what's the difference between AD, bachelor and so on?
1: Yeah, so first of all, it's good to know, as you already said, I think that the study takes two years um, in comparison to the bachelor study, which takes four years and uh, AD sti- Uh, students are actually educated to become sort of management assistants or the linking pin between operational employees and management. So they are, instead of bachelor students, who actually become the managers, they are actually trained to give advice to the managers. So that's, yeah, shortly set the difference. Um, But it's also good to mention for the AD students, they already go on an internship in year two. So this is... Quite early, um, while, yeah, and in this way, they actually gain practical knowledge and experience. So that's, I think, the major difference between the programs. Yeah.
0: I think when observing these students, they are also indeed having this experience already, so they're having a different point of view sometimes, or can use this um, previous experience already, especially if they continue with a bachelor program, isn't it?
1: Yes. So actually it does help because they already did their internship. They have the practical knowledge. So what you see if they move on to the bachelor study is that they have a lot of ideas about this. They have this experience which they can use also uh, during the modules or the semesters in the bachelor program. Yeah.
0: All right. Sounds very good. I was wondering if you look at your your work. What would be, uh, Sandra, your favorite? Is there any favorite event project, or thing you're very proud of?
1: Oh, yes, it's a difficult one. I did so many things by now. Very good. Uh, But maybe I don't have a specific project, but what I'm always proud about are the research projects that students do in year three, especially when they uh, made a product or a research for a client, such as now they are working for saleships in Hadlingen for an organization for example, so then I'm very proud also that the client in this case says that the students did a good job, so that always makes me very happy to see that the industry is happy about the results as well. Um, so I think yeah, those are the moments when I'm most happy with projects. So
0: so the interaction between the, the client, the student, and working on yeah, an actual existing product, product service or yeah, so. and
1: if that works out well, and yeah, it's actually a very positive thing, so, yeah.
0: Sounds cool. Thank you. How about you, Martina?
2: Um yeah that's uh, I had to think about that one a little bit as well. Um but I would probably say there's this yeah some moments where where I really that give me a lot of energy when I um for example then in the Spanish beginners program especially towards the end um when uh, uh, they talk about you know for example uh, their holidays what they did and who they went with and uh, and things like that and they, yeah, you know, give a little presentation with some pictures and, um, and it's just like, just a year ago, you didn't know anything. And look at you now, you, you just, you know, you're telling me um, about things you did and uh, giving a presentation, you know, uh, that that's really something. You really did accomplish this in, in less than a year. Um, so that I really tend to enjoy uh, that last module because of that uh, sort of extra uh, also, with my study coach uh, students, I very much enjoy seeing their progress as they um, become older students. So uh, my uh, study coach students now are second years, and already I notice when I have uh, a chat with them, and if I compare that to year one, I can already see a big um, yeah, personal development in them as students, and that's, that's really nice to see um, yeah, how they grow as people as well throughout the program.
0: That sounds so amazing. And, uh, and I can imagine for you, but also for a student, it's very encouraging to, to really get through this study and follow it.
2: Yeah, because obviously the study coach is the person that kind of followed you, guided you throughout the four or maybe five <laughs> years, if sometimes people need more time, which is fine too, of course. Um, so, you know, obviously some teachers maybe you've only seen in year one or maybe in only in year two, but your study coach, you know, sees sort of the whole from the sideline, of course, but sees the whole uh, trajectory. And, and I think that's that's really, you can really see the growth from beginning to end. And I think that's really uh, beautiful to see.
0: Wonderful. Now, we know that you also lived and worked in Spain. Yes. I can imagine that it's very nice for you to use these experiences to, yeah, for your classes to tell stories or maybe to make it more practical.
2: Definitely, yes. I, I try to, when I can, uh, when there's a bit of a cultural Thing that comes up, uh, for example, in the class when we talk about telling time, I always explain also that the concept of time in Spain is very, very different, much more, much more flexible, much more, um, yeah, not not as strict, let's say, as how we deal with time and how, you know, uh, when people show up, for example, if they meet up with friends, let's say at one o'clock, then at least where I lived, which was in the south, because the south of Spain is is quite different from the north, so I don't want to generalize. <laughs> you know, I always say that. You know, I lived in the south, um, but anyways, if typically for me, then I probably leave my house twenty past one, and probably be there a quarter to two, and then still be the first one to arrive there (laughs) so that tends to um, surprise students that you can sort of be 45 minutes late and still you know the other person hasn't even showed up and it's not considered uh, late uh, as such obviously you know when you have to be at one for example at work you have to be there at one but when it's in meeting up with friends it's much more much more laid back and um, yeah that those kind of stories I I tell to the students as well to make them also understand that it's not just a language that you're learning but also a different way of well different culture and there with that a different way of looking at life or dealing with life
0: that sounds so interesting I can imagine this is very useful for any student listening uh, any student who considers for example doing his or internship or maybe even working yeah. afterwards um, it's
2: important to know about these cultural differences just to know what you can expect um yeah uh culture wise sort of
0: Sounds sense Very interesting. Thank you so much. I I think we could talk about this for many more minutes. Yeah, I have
2: many stories, (laughs) but that's not the topic of today.
0: (laughs) Maybe there's a follow-up, ladies and gentlemen, here. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Sandra, when it comes to the the research and and, and all this also for Edvi, um, maybe you have some interesting project or experience you had uh, while working for them.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think the thing that I remember the most is the project that I did for a new museum so the museum still has to be there, but in the end they did manage to make a plan and they are allowed to create a museum in a new location in Groningen. Um, that was actually a quite an interesting project to figure out if it would be possible for the museum to even exist, if they would attract enough visitors. Um, so I think that was one of the nicest experiences that I had at Etsy. Uh, but also just joining in on all types of projects. So um, we, for example, went to municipalities to do scenario planning um, with all sorts of different stakeholders. So it was a great experience to also uh, get a bit of an idea per province what is going on related to tourism. So that was actually interesting to be part of. Yeah.
0: Sounds, again, interesting. It was so much. Inspiration, I would say, for so many different podcasts. <laughs> um, something very going at the end, let's face it. Uh, if we talk about a study program for tourism, so we should include some kind of travel element in it as well, some holiday element, if you like. If you would recommend one destination, your favorite place to go, what gives you the ultimate holiday vibe, holiday experience?
1: Mm, I have to think about that because I like tourism, so I have a lot of destinations that I would like to visit. But I think it would be Scotland or Scandinavia, and Scotland because it's very cultural. It has a lot of rich history, uh, but also a lot of nature. And I actually enjoy being in the nature, going for hikes. So I have good experiences, uh, yeah, in Scotland.
0: And and when thinking of Scotland, I see those steep hills, mountains. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you're one of those people who really want to experience nature and yeah, and I actually the elements.
1: did climb them. So yeah, and also. Don't tell the students, but I did slide a bit <laughs> once, but everything went uh, okay. So I'm still <laughs> safe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sounds sounds really cool. I I, I wouldn't. By definition, expected from but this is also very nice to, to get to know you them better. <laughs> so this is really interesting for you, uh, Martina.
2: Yeah, well, I also very much enjoy the mountains. Uh, I love going to the Alps. Um, but yeah, if it, if it were to recommend the city, I know I'm biased because I live there, but I would definitely recommend uh, Seville um, as a city because it has so much to offer. Uh, architecture is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, it, it's such a beautiful city, and, and people who I have you know recommended uh, visiting uh, Seville uh, too, uh, very often come back surprised and, at how beautiful and how authentic it is uh, still. So um, yeah, if you haven't been there yet, I would also to you listeners uh, recommend um, in, in general. Let's say the south of Spain, Andalusia is very very beautiful. I would say.
0: That's a nice contrast. So Scottish mountains, (laughs) Scandinavia, (laughs) but also the Alps and Seville, southern Spain. Yes. Lots of inspiration. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to recommend, anything like to say, any advice before we round off this podcast?
2: Mm. Well, yeah, I I, I thought about the question, what's your favorite advice? And um, I like a, a phrase that actually in frisian so i'm going to have to say i'm going to say the frisian <laughs> first and i'll Please translate do. it um, that i very much like it, which says sort of mat which basically means that um, if it cannot be done the way it has to be done then it has to be done the way it can be done um, and i very much like that because um, sometimes we get so um, worked up about sort of oh you know, the sort of external pressure that things need to be perfect and need to be done the way they have to be done. And, and you know, if, if it doesn't work out, we try to, you know, uh, make do, do so much effort to still make it work when really that's not the most productive thing maybe to do anymore. So to also focus on, well, what can I do about it or how can I sort of bend the situation or so that it does, you know, fit uh, the criteria or actually maybe is even better than uh, how it sort of had to be done. Um, so, I, yeah, that's maybe my advice sometimes to the students as well. Uh, uh, not to sort of skip all the criteria that you need to, uh, <laughs> obviously when handing in projects, but also uh, bear in mind that you also have uh, influence on, on yeah, how it maybe should be in the end.
0: Beautiful advice, thank you. Sandra, any advice or any, any mm-hmm. wisdom you'd like to share?
1: Maybe based on own experiences, keep challenging yourself always look for new things so that's something that i learned myself that if i look for new experiences actually learn the most so that's one of the tips that i would like to give to students look for new experiences even though it can be a bit scary sometimes you will actually learn a lot so actually go to the scary moments and then when you go through it um, it will actually benefit you a lot so that's a tip from my side
0: wonderful learn from experiences be flexible, take it as it comes. Sometimes I think we have new merchandise, wisdom tiles. We should <laughs> sell them in the shop downstairs. People, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> if you see a pop-up shop anytime soon, you know what has happened. Thank you, Martina. Thank you, Sandra, for joining me. Thank you um, audience for listening. In case of any questions, just let us know. We're happy to welcome you for another podcast with different guests. Uh, thank you and um, hope to uh, meet you anytime soon.